If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a brain full of ideas on how to get you crazy rich crazy quickly. We don't ask for any money up front. We are not a multi-level marketing scam. We are not a one-size-fits-all money-making philosophy. That's not what we do. We are idea men. But we don't have the chutzpah. We don't have that little extra something to take it to the next level like you, our listening public, do. So this is what we propose to you. We give you the idea. You take it. You action it. You get really rich really quickly. We know all that stuff. But then once you're rich, then and only then, after you've made the scads of money, filled your pockets with gold bullion, then and only then do we say, kick a little back to us. We're not partners. This is not what we're talking about. We're not 50-50. No, you did the bulk of the work. You deserve the bulk of the money. But we think that we deserve a little something for, for igniting that passion in you. And what would that be, Noel? After you're rich, after you're sitting back in your comfy chair, counting your scads of money, your pockets of gold bullion, you say, hey, I didn't get here by myself. Those two, those two dudes, those two guys who aren't my partners, they actually gave me the gem of the idea, the nugget that I grew into this mighty oak of money. I owe them a little something. I owe them 10% of everything I made when I got rich. I need to tithe them. That's the deal. Yeah, and again, I think it's always worth noting. Yeah. Because it fills some time. <laughs> um, that we don't expect you to give us 10% of all your additional you wealth you make beyond the idea. Wow. So when you're a trillionaire, you're going to diversify, right? That's you're right. going to have your fingers in a lot of pies. You're going to have a lot of businesses that had nothing to have nothing to do with us. You're going to have investments that have nothing to do with us. We don't want any of that money. No. We just want I mean, we want it, but yeah. we 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 fully understand that that we don't get any of that money. That's not our money. We don't have any claim on that on those finances. Yeah. We're just talking about the money you make off of the idea. The money that kick-started your rocket ride to greatness. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, no, I haven't seen you in a full friggin' week. You have not seen me in a full friggin' week. 
have not heard from you other than a quick text about what we're doing this week, have not spoken to you in any way, shape, or form, have not seen your physical being, haven't even really seen you much on uh, social media. No, I've been busy. Been busy. Been work. Work is in overtime right now. I got to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am getting things done. We're trying to keep this place in some sort of order with uh, this little guy running around. Yeah, running and I, around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I know you don't want me to, but I'm gonna say it. Uh huh. You guys are having another baby. No, <laughs> no, not <laughs> happening. That was guaranteed. A medical guarantee on that one. Nothing's guaranteed, Nothing's my friend. Nothing's guaranteed, but some things are pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Knots get loose all the time. Uh, sure they do, but I hope this doctor was a Boy Scout <laughs> and uh, it ain't coming loose. Um, uh, on the whole keeping the place in order part, this is something I thought of recently. Mm-hmm. So... When uh, when Nigel was born, you know they you, I had to actually do the cutting of the umbilical cord, mm-hmm. and then they I guess they trim it down a little bit and mm-hmm. they put a clip on it, and you basically and a, a piece of like tape so it's not flopping around, right? And um, you're just kind of told, just let it fall off, right? It'll fall off. And uh, and it did. It just fell off at one point. And we had this little box with stuff of his, and we just didn't know what to do with it, so we put it in the box. I know a lot of people who have done that. Yeah. Um, recently, we were going through some of his stuff. Um, it's not in there. We don't know. So somewhere we've got floating around uh, this piece of Nigel's belly button uh, that uh, we don't know where it is. It's it's somewhere in the apartment. Like maybe maybe it got cleaned up. Maybe he maybe he grabbed it and chomped it. Who knows? Uh, maybe he grabbed it and chomped it. You, you think he went know. digging around? And- you got to you got to keep the place clean because he crawls around. If he finds something, he's trying to put it in his mouth. I don't want to say anything, but, you know, your mother-in-law was there for a while. Maybe she ate it. Maybe she ate it to take a piece of him with her wherever she goes. Maybe. Maybe. You know, because at that point, it's just like, you know, it's like a callus. It's like it, chewing on a fingernail or something but, like that. But maybe it got cleaned up. Maybe it got swept up. Uh, that would have mean it fell out of the box somehow. Maybe we're going to find it in another box. Oh, the incredible disappearing and reappearing uh, uh, umbilical cord. Stranger things have happened. In life, in the world, yeah, sure, absolutely. I don't know if to you. If your, umbil- if your child's umbilical cord magically reappeared in another box that you didn't put it in, I would think that's pretty strange. Well, it wasn't like an airtight box. But it was a box. It was closed. It wasn't. It, it was an open... Oh. It was like a thing that you... You could just like put little knickknacks in. Gotcha. Okay. Um, no, so it wasn't. <clears throat> I like that you just threw it in. Basically, threw it in a drawer. Then we didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, well, like, get rid feels, of it. it. Well, but it feels weird to throw away. It doesn't feel like something you should throw away. He hasn't had his first haircut yet, right? No, he's not. No. Right. So yeah, I'm curious if you're gonna do. Are you gonna? I imagine you'll do the whole lock of hair thing. Oh, I, it didn't even occur to me. If it were up to me, probably not. Yeah. 
maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It never occurred to me. Oh, wow. Well, there we go. I just planted something in your head. Yeah. That's um, very exciting to me. That's a big thing, keeping the first lock of hair. Usually, I think they probably ask you if you want to keep it, and then they put in a little baggie for you. Oh, really? My mother still has my first what, lock. What do you do with of, it? Lose it? You just hold on to it as a keepsake. I'll lose it. Well, that's why you have, uh, there's someone else involved in this scenario. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about something you're just going to keep in your wallet like an old condom and just uh, like it may fall out at some point when you're paying for drinks at the bar. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a keepsake. I'm I'm sur- I'm kind of surprised, given all the photos you've taken, mm-hmm. that you don't have like a Nigel sort of scrapbooky thing going on with like you know. No, we don't. The closest we have is we had a book printed of um, photos. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Which turned <sighs> out great. We just did one of those um things. That you basically get a plug in into uh your iPhoto. Right. We made a photo album and we printed some out and gave them out for Christmas. And we printed one for ourselves. Uh Oh yeah, I love that. Well, I love that book. Great. Yeah. I forgot to thank you for that <laughs> gift. <laughs> you guys didn't want the book. <laughs> and we didn't want to spend fifty bucks on people that don't want the book. Wow, fifty bucks. And they're fifty bucks each. Jesus Christ. It, it was it was well worth the price for the mm-hmm. people that uh appreciate it. Uh huh. It's it's a really good high quality. Yeah. No. I've we've done it. We did it. I can't remember what we did it for. We did it for a vacation thing. This is when iPhoto first started doing them. Yeah. Like ages ago. Yeah. We did it for. I wonder if we did it for our honeymoon. I think we did it for our honeymoon. No, that can't be right because that's twenty years ago. Yeah, you could have. It's gonna be our twentieth wedding anniversary coming wow. up. Wow, that's impressive. Yep. I guess. <laughs> or 20th wedding anniversary. To do for 20 years. No. 26 years together. That's good. It's a long time, man. Yeah, it is. <sighs> My brain just froze for a minute. Yeah. Um, just thinking about all those things I haven't done for the past 26 years. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Cried from being lonely? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's uh, true um yeah i was gonna tell a story but it's completely unimportant okay all right you know i was uh i, I was talking to a friend of mine this week or texting actually no mm-hmm. one talks anymore but that's uh, true we do for an hour every week an hour a week we talk to each other yeah i, I talk to you more than uh any person outside this household probably I can't. Not I can't. But I can't say the same because I interact with people more than you guys do. Yeah, you do. Well, actually, uh, the babysitter I probably talk to more. Oh, probably. Yeah, I would imagine five days, five hours a day. Yeah. So, she there um, five days a week or seven days a week? Uh five. Five, five. days a week. Yeah. Um. So I was talking to a friend recently. Um. And by talk, I mean text uh-huh. um, about about the only thing anyone talks to anymore is, you know, coronavirus. Uh-huh. 
And uh, he is a person who is about <clears throat> to get his second uh, shot of vaccine. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying he's actually a little nervous about going back into real life. <laughs> and I'm like, I get that. Um, uh, but I was also telling him, you know, you live alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you <clears throat> seem to have done survived pretty well on your own for a year where if I was still on my own, I'd probably be a, a wreck by now. Right. You know, I'd probably, I probably at one point would just been like, I don't care anymore. I'm going, I don't care about coronavirus. I probably, yeah. I probably would have at some point just been like, I don't care. Yep. Um, I mean, I think that's what you see with a lot of people on the streets these days. Sure. You know, but I think the uh, nervousness thing is 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 real. Yeah. Um. You know, I think Deb has a little of that going on. Mm-hmm. Like we've spoken about that, because like I say, I'm a little more. I interact with people more on a on a week to week kind of basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, she's really managed to cocoon herself into the house. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like you know, when she gets her second shot, and she sort of doesn't have to be afraid of dying from this disease. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it's going to be weird for her, I think, the idea of, like, going to a restaurant and eating inside. Yeah. You know, going to a movie theater, you know, getting together with people in a I'm group. I'm going to tell you, even the a small restaurant group. thing and the movie theater thing, I can't imagine actually doing until they're like, okay, we've got herd immunity now. Even even if I'm vaccinated. I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine my, doing it. My godmother went to the movies just last week. She was really? so happy. She was ecstatic. I I seriously have not heard her this happy in a year. Really? She loves going to the movies and okay. she, you know, she has like a a, a membership at IFC. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, it was like a big thing for her, you know, like she would she loved to go to the movies in the afternoon and sit with a small popcorn in, you know, a room and watch a movie movie on a big screen. Yeah. And she was so happy to go to the movie theater when they reopened. Uh, there were like five other people in the theater and, you know, apparently they were, they, they, it was all super staggered, uh, uh, show times, you know, and they were cleaning between every seating. They, every show, they would essentially clean every seat down, everything that people would touch. There were like Uh a, she said like three or four people waiting for them to leave with squirt bottles and rags. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, when at some point in the, you know, in the introduction, uh, 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 you know, the theater had an introductory thing where, and they said, welcome back. And like everyone, the six people in the theater stood up and clapped. They were so happy to have some sense of normalcy in their lives. That's cool. That's, that's cool that you went to, uh, a good theater and mm-hmm. probably saw something interesting. To nah, she said, she like... said it was a, a beyond mediocre art film. Oh, okay. But you know, even beyond you know, even a beyond mediocre art film is enjoyable when you haven't uh, haven't done anything like that in that long. That's true. Yeah. You know, for someone like her, she lives alone. She needs to get out of the house other than walking her dog. Mm-hmm. You know, she's eighty-two years old with you know severe COPD. So for, especially for the early part of this, she was you know in genuine terror mm-hmm. for her life, and it's like you know. I think this feeling, especially as it's getting warmer, this feeling of sort of a new beginning is starting to creep in with people. Yeah. 
But anyway, Noel. Anyway. Enough of that. Going back to your story about your mother-in-law eating your son's no, belly button. That's not what happened. It's perfect for today's episode because our topic for the day is what, Noel? Our topic today is cannibals, how to get rich with them, how to eat your way through the competition to get to the top. Cannibalism, right? Oh, cannibalism, sure. Okay, cannibals, okay. cannibalism. I just, I just didn't do anything specifically about cannibals. Okay. Like, I didn't say I'm going to get rich off of Hannibal Lecter. Okay. So I want to make sure that, you know, I didn't fuck this one up, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, cannibalism is what this episode is. Yeah, all right. Um, you guys, cannibalism, right? We all know what it is. It's uh, when people eat other people, right? There are different reasons that it happens. Uh, you know, there's sometimes people have done it for survival, whether it is the Donner Party, famous cannibalism mm -hmm. uh, occurrence. Yeah, probably, I mean, in America, the most, the most famous. Yeah, the Andes. Yeah, that was a big one. Those those soccer players that got uh, their airplane went down in the Andes and they had to eat the people who died. Yep. Um, 72 days they lived up there. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. I always wondered why that uh, 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 black box recording wasn't done for Charlie Victor Romeo. Maybe it wasn't an interesting crash. Maybe maybe it's just the survival after the crash was interesting. Eh. <laughs> Meh. Uh, you missed a smarty pants. Um, there's um, people that do it because of, like, fetish. There's fetish yeah. cannibalists. Mm, there's, that's your uh, thing, right? And Yeah. Uh, and outside of that, there's really two types of cannibalism. There's Exocannibalism and endocannibalism. Um, Exocannibalism is defined as eating members of another group, um, conquered enemies, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, and <clears throat> to the get their powers. To get their powers, yes. And the second one, endocannibalism, is the eating of members of your own group, um, usually associated with ritual burial ceremonies. Um. To kind of you know keep the dream alive, keep uh, pass on their their knowledge, their memories. Um, the The last group uh, that, as a society, um, were into cannibalism were in Papua New Guinea. Um, there were many tribes that practiced cannibalism for ritualistic purposes. Uh, and they, what they did was they did the endocannibalism, right? Um, their relatives would die. They would cook them up and eat them uh, as a going away party. That's funny. I had read that they had done the other, that they had done the exocannibalism and that they would eat their enemies. There, there may have been also some of that, but the, but the last ones that I was reading about are people that did it um, with, with as part of a funeral ritual. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, they, they do say it passes on power and things like that. But uh, there, there was a real problem that happened with these people. Um, is they had uh, a really bad, the worst in the world outbreak of a disease called Kuru. Mm-hmm. Have you read about Kuru? I did, yeah. Okay. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, Kuru is uh, a disease of the nervous system that causes physiological and neurological uh, defects, uh, which ultimately lead to death. Um, uh, you, it, it's a lot, a loss of coordination and control over your muscle movements. Um, it, it's got a really long incubation <coughs> period uh, <coughs> from when you actually catch it to when it starts displaying symptoms. It's like a um, year or so, right? Oh, it, no. The oh, even average longer? is 10 to 13 years. Oh, really? Yes. But oh, I didn't. I missed that. Uh, where it's been up to 50 years, it basically lied dormant in your body before you. Wow. Yes. Um, but once you do start seeing symptoms, um, it, it w- within two years, basically, you, you've uh, passed on. Oh, maybe that's what I, I misunderstood. That That's not the gestation period as it were that that's the actual length of time it takes to kill you the length of time it takes to kill you um and uh one of the it it does some strange things um but one of the things is it it makes you really depressed and anxious but also laugh maniacally a lot (laughs) um and and then you you basically lose control of your body, and then basically your body loses control of being able to function eventually, um, and and uh, and and people pass on. Um, they didn't know what was going on, uh, and then it wasn't until after these people actually had stopped their cannibalism, uh, they figured out what it was. Uh, Kuru is a transmission transmissible spongiform encephalopathy encephalopathy however you would say that word brain disease yeah um and basically it is the human equivalent of mad cow um these people were getting it by eating people who had it in their body um Women and children had it worse because they prepared the body and ate the brain. I yeah, I had I had read specifically that it has to do with the brain. That the uh, protein that gives you the disease is located in the brain. The well, the most of it is. Uh, it, it, okay. It's other places too, but the the brain has a higher concentration of it. Uh, and yeah, as, as Josh said, it, it's basically a protein uh, that gets malformed. And then somehow just starts making all the other proteins get malformed. Um, and, and just reading about this, some of the stuff was just bananas. Um, not only would they eat uh, the corpses of their family members, 
but they would bury the corpses for days um, and exhume them once the corpses were infested with maggots, uh, at which point the corpse would be dismembered and served with the maggots as a side dish. It's called fermentation, my friend. Is it? Would that no. make it better? Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, know. sure. It's it's wet aging. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah. Uh. And this was a real big problem. Um. And as I say, they didn't realize until because of the long gestation period, it took them a long time to realize how this was getting passed. Um. Uh, now that there's no more uh, cannibalism for quite some time among these people, uh, there are zero cases. Um, it's been wiped out. The last person with it died in 2005. Uh, and that person had a 50-year gestation period, they think, of it. So, so does that mean that it's okay to eat people again? Uh, no, because, you know, if someone gets it, it's going to go around. It, it's going to be a problem. Uh, did you read it? I guess my question is, did you read about how people got it, if not through cannibalism? Well, they think that someone um, had developed Crutchfield-Jacobs disease, uh, which I guess is something sim similar. Uh-huh. Uh, and they ate that person. Gotcha. So even though Crutchfield-Jacobs disease is pretty rare, um, it's still going to be uh, an issue. If, if you, you know, it's not like the gates are open, let's go to it. Um, another thing I was thinking about um, <clears throat> when it comes to cannibalism is I think this past year has really shown us all that we're one frickin' crisis away from rampant cannibalism. Absolutely. Look at how bananas people went over frickin' toilet paper. Mm -hmm. uh, look at the way people have acted when asked to step up. Look at how close we came to our, uh, you know, food supply crumbling. Um, we're one crisis away from rampant cannibalism. So uh, what you're going to do, you're going to make some money, you're going to uh, get a uh, a pill that will help cure Kuru, help it from being passed. Maybe it's something that will, you know, make make maybe it's just something that will help you pass some of this these malformed proteins, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to sell it to preppers, and all <clears throat> across America, all across the world, all these people that are prepping. Uh, for the doomsday that that they're just chomping at the bit to happen. They want this freaking doomsday so bad. Yep. Th the next crisis, they're just going to call doomsday. Um, and they're going to be chomping at the bit, no pun intended, to start chomping at your bits. Um, <laughs> uh, and, chomping and, at the bit to start chomping at your bits. And every prepper out there will buy your overpriced, even if it's snake oil, it's going to mm -hmm. be a Kuru cure-all uh, that they're going to have in <laughs> their in their go bag, uh, along with their like water pills that will kill the you know bacteria in water yep. and things like that. And you're going to make a mint. Yeah, I think you missed your calling. 
I think you missed your calling, which is advertisement. Oh, yeah? You are like, you know, besides sort of having the classic look of a 1950s madman, um, you know, you have that, that you know, the Cura Cure-All, the Cura-All. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, you can you get the phrases down. You get the people, you get the people enticed yeah. with your word smithery, yeah. as the kids say. Yeah, well, yeah no, that's a solid idea. I like it. Yeah. Noel. Yeah. Did you read anything about uh, 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 corpse medicine? No. No. Well, so this is something that has gone on around the world for uh, hundreds, if possibly not thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years. But there are examples of uh, 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 cannibalism performed for healing purposes mm-hmm. and uh, became known as corpse medicine. Uh, it was particularly popular in Western culture, mm-hmm. which, you know, is interesting because they always like to separate themselves from the barbarians who would just eat people for, you know, as you said, the endo or exo cannibalistic ways to, you know, absorb someone's uh, 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 whatever it was they wanted to absorb from them. These, the Westerners and, you know, other other uh, 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 cultures uh, believe that it would actually cure diseases. Um, in ancient Rome, people suffering from epilepsy would try to drink the blood of freshly killed gladiators. Oh, okay. So um, they kind of the opposite direction, what I was thinking. What were you thinking? That they would drink the blood of epileptics. No, they there was some there was there was a thing called the sympathetic theory. Mm-hmm. It depended again culturally in what period of time. Yeah. It was very popular in in the Renaissance period in Europe. Really? Um and and someone had come up with this idea of the sympathetic theory which uh was that various diseases would be treated with curatives from corresponding body parts, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were suffering from migraines and headaches, you would take a a, a powder of crushed skull. Um, if you had liver problems, you would eat some powdered liver Ooh. of a human. Uh, uh, blood-related issues, you would have a tincture of other people's blood. Okay. Um, in China, uh, it was really common in a show of sort of filial piety that the children of ailing Chinese parents would cut out pieces of their own thigh or liver to feed to the parents in an attempt to heal them. There's one sort of very famous Chinese story where a, a, a young woman cut off her own hands to feed to her father to heal him. But then she couldn't serve it to him. No, she couldn't. <laughs> um, uh, uh, a lot of these the, the uh, corpses that were used, particularly in Europe, uh-huh. uh, uh, came from executed criminals. Ooh as well as plundered graves, but it was apparently very common for executioners to supply apothecaries with the body parts for their various uh, unguents and tinctures. Okay. Um, They would also, because uh, uh, human fat was considered good for something, I don't remember what exactly, but they would actually sell human fat by the pound. So it was they were double dipping in true GRQ fashion. Yeah. Now I just want to add on 
on here. I forgot to mention this at the top. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Oh, wow. What we're about on this show is making money. Yeah, okay. okay. We, don't, we don't judge the morality okay. of our ideas. So you're about to go into if, a dark place. You're going to get some dark advice. There may be some dark advice here. Okay. But so this sort of thing has, even goes on today, this idea of sort of... Uh, 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 medical cannibalism. Uh, uh, in fact, it's very common amongst people of a certain belief system uh-huh. uh, that eating the placenta sure. yeah. uh, after a child is born is super healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And that is a form of cannibalism. Mm-hmm. And that goes on today. Yeah. Um, but when you think of actual human cures, things that can cure human beings that come from other human beings the one thing that is really being pushed by the medical establishment is stem cells yep for there are currently two different kinds sets of stem cells that are uh uh, being considered the uh, top contenders for life-saving medicine Mm -hmm. one is embryonic stem cells yeah uh, and the other is umbilical cord stem cells. Uh, in fact, the umbilical cord stem cells are being used for inflammation all over the body. Uh, but thanks to the power of the religious right and uh, their completely unfounded fear that people will be harvesting fetuses for stem cells, there are major federal restrictions in this country on the use of stem cells on the public. Mm-hmm. Uh People, I actually have a client who's going to be traveling to the Cayman Islands to get umbilical stem cell uh, 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 IVs to help with the various aches and pains that he has, the the spinal diseases that he has, mm-hmm. to bring his inflammation down. But because he can't get it in this country, he's going to pay twenty five thousand dollars to spend two days in the Cayman Islands and get get this stuff done to him. You could pay a buttload of money to store your own. So so like with Nigel, one of the things we had to fill out is do we want uh, his umbilical blood basically oh. um And then they put it in a deep freeze or something. And if he ever needs anything, he's got stem cells. Oh, uh, that's we new. I've that ne- said it's garbage, though. So don't do it. I've never heard of this. What yeah. what's garbage? The umbilical stem cell stuff uh, or the, the having the, your the thing your child kind of like uh yeah, basically any 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 stem cell will do. Uh the thing we we read was basically it's it's you're going to pay a lot of money. You're not going to get any there's n- there's n- it's on a pr- it's like it's on a promise of science developing something that doesn't exist now uh sure but i mean i still there that well we can have a conversation about stem cells at another time because that's a a longer thing but anyway i think that's an interesting idea yeah that's all i'm going to say about it i mean the thing is umbilical cord stem cells are not the same as uh fetal stem cells uh uh because they 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 imprint differently on the body but anyway um so there are all these federal laws, at least in this country, mm-hmm. and I think in some other countries, preventing the sort of just use of stem cells around the world. 
But then I was looking. There are no laws against eating aborted fetuses. There are no laws against ingesting umbilical cords. Uh, it's just the laws are about harvesting and using in uh, in certain situations. Okay. It's funny because I did see, I was looking, and there are no federal laws and there are no state laws. Apparently someone did, in Oklahoma back in 2012, propose a law, a state law, to prevent any food made with uh, 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 fetal tissue, with human fetal tissue. And people were like, this is a joke. This is ridiculous. Well, now we're going to give them something to be scared about. Yeah. Because this stuff is good for you is what I'm saying. Okay. These stem cells are proven with research and in use to do amazing things to the body. Yeah. If you, ha if you are suffering from dementia, if you are suffering from joint issues, if you are suffering from disc issues, if you are suffering from general diseases of inflammation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's supposed to be a, 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 a cure-all for uh, erectile dysfunction if it's an actual physical issue. Um, they've used uh, 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 stem cells on, on extreme cases of COVID, okay. and it's helped cure people because Good. of the inflammatory issues of COVID-19. It, it's the next CBD. Except probably actually works. Well, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> You'll actually see a difference. Okay. Instead of saying, I, I think it's different. Yeah. That's what, anytime you ask someone how their CBD thing, I, I think I think I'm feeling, I think it's doing it something. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think it is. Um, And so that's what you're going to do, guys. You are going to take all of these, you know, fetuses, mm -hmm that are no longer viable or being used for anything or have been removed, and you are going to feed them to the rich and the wealthy so they and, and, and the powerful. You yeah. want to talk about QAnon finally having a reason. Yeah, to go after people. To go after people, then this is it. You know, give them what they want. Yeah. I also imagine you will get the Republican establishment paying you big dollars to do this so they can actually have proof that this is happening. Mm -hmm. So their followers will be like, yeah, right on. Yeah. We knew all along we were right. But yeah, there you go. That's great. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Can I just tell you that that information, all that information I got about uh, medical uh, 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 cannibalism, I found in a website called Funeral Industry News. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was a whole, and in their menu, they had sort of like, you know, news and, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, connect with other funeral mm -hmm. guys and that, but then they had a lighter side drop down. <laughs> and one of the things in the lighter side was the lighter side, Florida man turns uncle's bones into functional Skelecaster guitar. Yeah, it's completely insane. Wow, that's a good go-to to keep... Uh, it really is. I, I bookmarked that one. <laughs> hey, you guys, if you are like, I would like to give Josh and Noel some money, but I'm not rich now, but instead, maybe I should give 
Radio Free Brooklyn some money so that they can keep putting good shows like Get Rich Quick with Josh and Ola on the air so that one day I can get rich or at least be entertained with the other shows. I don't know how entertaining we are. Um, you can. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Go to the Get Rich. Uh, go to the don't go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Ola show page. Just on the main page, <laughs> hit the sponsor button. Pledge an amount. That money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Keeps the service humming. Helps pay for rent for the studios. Helps pay for, you know, streaming costs and whatnot. You do it for NPR. Do it for Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization. If you want to support in other ways, you can download the app, iOS or Android, uh, where you can listen to the station live. You can get all the archives of all the shows. You can subscribe to the app. Good. I mean, uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Good stuff, guys. You want to do that? We got to... Radio Free Brooklyn has a sponsor. Uh, you've heard it before. It's your favorite sponsor, guys. It's City Running Tours. They offer neighborhood running tours of New York City, uh, 23 different neighborhoods in Manhattan, mm -hmm. Queens, Brooklyn, and the Bronx, seven days a week. You've been sitting on your couch. You're fat. You're gross. You're bored. Get out. Go for a run. You guys, vaccines are coming. You're going to want to have the beach pod back in shape so get out there do it go to sittingrunningtours.com slash new york city check out uh their itinerary of what they've got and if you're lazy like me you can go to instagram slash city tours city running tours saturday mornings at 10 and get a live instagrammed city running tour from the comfort of your own bed you can be eating fried chicken on the toilet while watching City Running Tours, and you'll feel healthier. So, there's that, guys. As thanks for letting us promote everything that we got to promote. We know it's not easy for you to get through that section sometimes, guys. So, as payback, uh, every week we have a topic, and from that topic, we give you ways to get crazy rich. This week, it is cannibalism, but we also... Find another little mini topic to put in there to get you even more rich. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Most people only pay attention to the final product of a successful entrepreneur. They say things like, I can never be like them, or they got lucky. What most don't see is what they've overcome. All the struggles, the daily rejections, the heartaches, the betrayals, the rumors, the criticism, the empty bank account, and all those lonely nights while trying to make their vision a reality. You see, the only difference between the one who quits and the one who doesn't is that they showed up every day. They worked hard every day. They hustle every day. They learn from a proven mentor every day. They improve every day. They did all this even though they felt like quitting every day. And eventually they became who they are today. There you go. Yeah. So besides the motivation that you got from that, guys, what I will tell you is that has over 
two and a half million views on uh, YouTube. Okay. So if you want to make some money, throw on some cheesy <laughs> fucking <laughs> emotional bombast music mm-hmm. and lay over a vocal track. Yeah. Talking about how you just got to work to get what you want yeah. for 60 to 90 seconds. And you two can get make whatever money one makes off of two and a half million views. Probably some. Yep. So there you go. There you go, guys. Uh, there you go. Now back to the show, uh, which is cannibalism, apparently. Um, how are you going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you right now. So I wanted my other idea to really, you know, kind of be something that would help get out to the masses, right? Uh, all the people out there. My first thought, and I hope this isn't your idea because I don't mean to poo-poo on it. Um, my first thought was going to be you could take human meat and you can grow it in a lab and you can make basically craft single slices of it um, where people could make sandwiches with it. Um <clears throat> But I, I couldn't remember what, but recently I remember I did something that also was offered as a craft single type thing. Hey, you know, it fits a lot of molds, the craft single type, so, you know. But because of that, I was like, no, I, I feel like it's too close to something I did. If you do that idea, though, you owe me a lot of money. Did you, um, I just, I'm just curious, did you say you were going to poo-poo on it because you just assumed I would have stolen one of your old ideas for my idea? That was just your assumption? You sometimes I'm not aware where your inspiration comes from. And sometimes uh-huh. this is what I said five <laughs> minutes ago. Um, <laughs> um, but, but I still wanted to go for the mass market. And I thought of a product that, in my opinion, I have. This product, in my opinion, should be one of the biggest things out there. And it, for some reason, it's not. But I think heavy metal jam, heavy metal jam back to the classics. No, uh, the the product I'm talking about is chicken salt. Uh, it's. Oh, yeah. Speaking read, about back to the pro- yeah, classics. I read a random article at one point about chicken salt and how it's super popular in Australia, but really hasn't caught on anywhere. And it's the best seasoning ever to put on. They were just talking about putting on French fries. It's great. Uh. You, if you guys want a great seasoning, get chicken salt. It, it you will you will thank me. Um, I got chicken salt from a place down in the Lower East Side that makes their own chicken salt using chicken schmaltz and salt. Um, and if you touch your finger to it and put it in your mouth, it just tastes like a roast chicken is in your mouth. It's so good. Um, sprinkle it on a tomato. It's so good, dude. Um. Put a little bit in a salad dressing. Ugh. Um, so I got the good stuff. But the mass-produced chicken salt out there, the stuff that's made by McCormick's or whoever, right? Um, if you look up chicken salt, the vast majority of chicken salt is actually vegan. Oh, wow. There is no chicken in it. Uh, there is no animal product at all in it. It is a manufactured flavor that's been put into salt. 
and uh, people use it for seasoning, and I'm sure it tastes just as awesome as my chicken salt. Or if, even if it's 95% as awesome, it's super awesome. Chicken salt, <laughs> I, I cannot recommend people. An- uh. There was a, a period where I was so into chicken salt, I was buying this chicken salt and just giving it to people. I remember that. Yeah. I, it, love, I love it. Nan, Nan's brother in Ecuador really is into food. I forced him to take chicken salt back to Ecuador. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, it's awesome. So I was thinking about that. um, And, and, and really the chicken salt, the, the thing that's so good about it, it, you, if you put it on chicken, then roast, it makes the chicken taste even chickenier. But if you just put it, you know how you would like slice a tomato and put some salt on it. If you put chicken salt on it, it's got that real almost like umami flavor. It's because mm-hmm. c- it's got a lot of more depth to the flavor than just salt. So I thought about it, and what about instead of wanting to add umami, this flavor that everyone talks about, and no one even quite defines, right? There's there's an argument about what umami is. It's it's really mushrooms. It's blah blah blah. blah. You know, at least define the freaking thing better if you want to say it what it is it, i know a lot of the time it's probably msg um but what you're gonna make guys you're gonna make the next big flavor you're gonna make humami <laughs> right and it's gonna be add that that je ne sais who mm-hmm. into the flavor <laughs> and people are terrible. gonna crave it <laughs> You love it. Je who? Yep. <laughs> and you. Oh, madman, Noel Deneen. <laughs> and you, you, you guys are gonna make it. You're gonna make it vegan. You're not breaking any laws. You're <clears throat> not. You're not chopping up any people. You're just giving a little taste to the people who wanna, mm-hmm. you know, put a little something where everyone's like, "What is the secret ingredient?" You're like, "I can't tell you." Right? <clears throat> secret ingredient is the humami. You mm-hmm. put in there, um, and it's basically going to be a, a modified chicken salt. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to put a, a, maybe a little more beefiness to that chicken salt or porkiness. Porkiness, because right. I mean the 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 Polynesians who were mm-hmm. cannibals, the common uh, uh, name for human flesh was long pig. Yeah, because we tasted so much like pork. Yeah. So that that's what you're gonna do, guys. You're gonna make humami. Mm. You're gonna make a mint. Uh, and just think how much better if you're a cannibal, sprinkling some humami onto some human flesh is gonna make it. Yeah, gonna or, make or it th- taste more humany. Think about the poor people who are cannibals or have these cannibal lusts within mm-hmm. them, who are also like vegan, Army Hammer, who are vegan. Oh, I didn't even think that was a thing. Have a clean diet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't worry. You got them covered. Did they just sprinkle a little humami on their avocado? And suddenly, it's it's got some personality. Yeah, there you go. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's great, Noel. That's great. There is no argument over what umami is as a flavor, by the way. Well, there's a lot of argument. There really isn't, <laughs> <laughs> but 
again, a conversation for another time. Um, let's talk about auto cannibalism, Noel. Okay. Auto cannibalism is the compulsion to eat oneself. It is practiced in some manner by over 30% of the overall population of the world. Okay. You're like, what? People are eating themselves? Well, yes, they are. You ever see someone pick their nose and eat it? Yep. That's considered auto-cannibalism. There are people who uh, have the, the, the sort of uh, 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 psychological thing, disease, where they pick their hair out and they eat their hair. Mm-hmm and get hairballs in their stomach, that's auto-cannibalism. Chewing your fingernails off, eating your fingernails is auto-cannibalism. Eating your scabs is Uh, uh, auto-cannibalism. Eating your skin, which I do where I'll like chew on the edge of my fingernail and Mm -hmm. rip off like old skin from, I I do that, I have Mm -hmm. to say. I'm not proud of it, but I do it. Um, It's not good for you. Uh, uh, it can lead to bruising, bleeding, obviously, scarring, discoloration, in extreme cases, nerve damage, infection, mm-hmm. um, especially like the nail biting. People get hangnails all the time and those mm-hmm. get infected. Um, it's no bueno is what I'm saying. Then there's uh, a thing called autophagia, which is like extreme autocannibalism where you actually eat your own flesh. Yeah, Like there are people who do that and will like actually cut off hunks of their own flesh and eat it. Mm-hmm. It's not good. I thought, well, how do we help these people? They may not be able to stop themselves. Yeah. So what do we do? Let's give them something good they can eat. So for things like nails, mm-hmm. you put finger covers on that look like nails but are actually like crispy biscuits. Ah. So people can sit there and they can chew on their crispy biscuit nails yeah. and chomp on them and eat away, and they're just having a little biscuit. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Hair, you can use squid ink pasta or regular pasta. If someone wants to be blonde, you make wigs out of cooked pasta, and people can pluck the hair out of their head and eat it and they'll pass right through them and they've had a delicious lunch yeah um skin luncheon meats made to look like human flesh that you lay over that form so like if it's someone who's an actual like into eating their own flesh you have some you know uh 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 pork roll yeah that's shaped to look like a forearm and they can just take a big slice of pork roll out and eat that and they're all good the scabs I haven't quite figured out. Um, that one's a little little much. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can can do that one. Uh, boogers, candy. Yeah. You have like a gelat- gelatin candies yeah. that, you know, look like boogers that you can have hanging out of your nose and you can just pull them out and eat them. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's what you're going to do, guys. That's great. I mean, that's money. 30% of the population. That's a lot of people and a lot of money. That's a lot of people, a lot of money. Yeah. Even 10% of that money is a lot. Yeah, exactly. I like it. You guys, if you want to get in touch with Josh and I and tell us how great our ideas are, 
just say hi or you know whatever you want to say to us you can you can get us on twitter at grq josh noel you can email us at grq with josh and noel at gmail.com you can get us on facebook at facebook slash grq josh noel you can go on itunes or anywhere you can get a podcast nowadays which is every single place in the world um and you can subscribe rate and review ding dongs that's what we want you to do please um if you only listen to us in podcast form, though, we do implore you. Tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before anyone else. Get in there a little early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Plays right before us. Stick around a little afterwards and listen to The Circuit, which is on right after us. You guys, tune into Radio Free Brooklyn. There's a lot of good things going on. Uh, your life will be better with it, right? Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, normally yeah. at this time, we would tell you all about ways to spend that money, but uh, apparently we've got the gone with the wind of spend that monies this week. Um, we do. And we don't probably have time for it. No. No. So we won't do that this week, but, but rest assured, tune in next week. You'll get some tips on how to spend all that money you have made. Uh but really, we're down to one point, which is we have full faith in our ideas. We know they're going to get you rich. We know that they are worth their weight in gold. How do you know that they're worth your hard-earned labor, putting in, risking your kid's college fund, you know, racking up your credit cards, quitting your jobs, remortgaging your house? It's because Josh scours the Internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do rules come from this week? Today, rule, rules, 10 rules to get rich and grow wealth from uh, the rich clock. Okay. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Rule number one, you need to save until it hurts. Save until it hurts, right? Because when you want to lop a piece of your body off, it hurts. Don't do that. Get a pork roll. Put it on your arm. Get some biscuit fingers. Come on, ding-dongs. Ding-dongs. You could do something with ding-dongs as well. I don't Good. know what. But, yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, number two, you need to marry smart. <laughs> you need to marry smart, right? You got to marry your flavors. You got your tomato. <laughs> you want to put suhumami <laughs> on it, and bing, it really pops. Uh, yeah, that's right on the money, my friend. So yeah. we're two for two. We're definitely getting rich. So for Josh and Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Land on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Back gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day.